Welcome to the Sincerely Mere podcast, the podcast taking a Christ-centered approach to holistic health along with a focus on slow, conscious living, and of course, cultivating nourishing, sustainable habits for you and your family. Welcome to another episode of the Sincerely Mere podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Diane. Today, I am joined by a very special friend of mine. Um, Her name is Gabrielle Falks, and we both attend the NTA together. That's how we met. Um, Gabby was born and raised in Oklahoma. She is 30 years old and recently relocated to Phoenix, Arizona with her husband of almost 10 years. She is currently in school to become a nutritional therapy practitioner with myself. Prior to her pursuit to become an NTP, she owned and operated an in-home daycare center for five years. She was a general manager for a few different gyms in Oklahoma, as well as she was a kickboxing instructor for a period of time and has been partnered with a company that was pi- that was a pioneer in neutrogenomics for nine years. <clears throat> so as you can see, Gabby has done a little bit of everything, <laughs> um, but I love that. I feel we... We just do all these different things before we finally realize, like, okay, where is God truly calling me? And for both me and Gabby, uh, both myself and Gabby, that was the NTA and teaching people how to nourish themselves in a biblical way and what proper nourishment looks like. So in the interview, we chat about whole biblical wellness and what that looks like. We talk about all different types of things, different topics. She tells her story. Um, It's a really, really great episode, and I know that you guys are going to love it. So with that, we will jump right into it. Here is my interview with Gabby. Okay, welcome to the show, Gabby. Um, Why don't you give a little bit of an introduction, tell us your story, all that good stuff. Okay, yeah, sure. So um, I'm 30 years old. I'm currently in Phoenix. Like, you said, um, a lot about my background and like how I got to where I am today. You know, um, I grew up like the westernized way, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the standard American diet, the, you know, several rounds of antibiotics, you know, every time you're sick, um, constantly, you know, going to the doctor for, you know, little ailments and, you know, all of that, has a compounding effect. Um, Also, you know, a little bit of how I got here, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but like in my former life, um, you know, I had, um, I did have some uh, like drug and alcoholic addictions. And I just mentioned that because, you know, those are toxins and those are stored Mm -hmm. within our body. And, you know, when we expose ourselves to sin, like, you know, all sin leads to death and corruption. And we can't expect that that's any different than like with our temple when we're doing things that, you know, aren't glorifying or what we, what we should be doing in, you know, not honoring God in certain ways with our temple and and different things like that. So I do want to mention that, but really like looking back on like the big impacts of my health, um, decline, like overall decline. Um, when I was 15 years old, uh, I went and, um, was, you know, talked into getting the Gardasil. That's like when it first came out, um, HPV was like a 
I had I had never heard of it, like scary term, you know, and Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the marketing was great. <laughs> yeah, total total fear, you know, and my mom's there with me. So she's like, Oh yeah, like we're gonna do this. Um, so went through that process and you know within six months of after receiving like all three rounds of that um i had developed um hpv and like precancerous cells like in my cervix so (laughs) and it's just like this is exactly like what wasn't supposed to happen but here i am and this is you know i'm now 16 um 16 17 and like this is happening and at 17 you know I'm having like part of my cervix removed because they don't want to over treat me but they also don't want to under treat me because they don't want it to be like lead to like full-on cancer (laughs) so there was that whole like big portion that I was dealing with um I was also put on like birth control at 15 at the same time I was probably on that for like a year or two, try different ones and then got off of it. Um, and then, um, when I was 18, I thought I was going to go on a missions trip. It didn't end up working out, but prior to going on the missions trip, I went and got, um, another polio typhoid and, and then put on malaria drugs too. Um, I thought I, you know, needed to have these in order to like enter the country that I was going to be going to. And when that all happened, it was like a huge decline in my overall like mind and gut performance. Um, I mean, my gut was like completely destroyed and, you know, brain fog, um, extreme like exhaustion. You know, I was only 18 years old and I would sleep for like 10 hours, wake up. And then within like by noon, I would be so tired. I would want to sleep for like three or four hour nap in the middle of the day. And I'm like 18, 19 years old. And (laughs) that, that is not a vibrant red flags there. (laughs) But the crazy thing is, is like from my Western mindset is, you know, I still wasn't equating it to mm-hmm. pharmaceutical, yeah, um, to pharmaceuticals. And so um, I went to my doctor and I told her like about these, you know, the extreme constipation and duress that like my stomach and intestines fell and how tired I was and somehow ended up leaving on birth control <laughs> again. Um, it's It's so funny. It's like, Anytime there's anything wrong with a female, it's just, all right, let's get you on birth control. That's just the prescription. (laughs) She like didn't even address like, you know, what like I had originally went there for. And, you know, also a part of like this whole mix is um, with my health is about 13 years old. I started getting like severe cramp, Um, like on a scale of one to 10, I'm talking like a 25, like. Oh my gosh. Debilitating, like crying my eyes out, like don't want to walk, feeling like I got to puke, all of this stuff at 13 years old. And um, so I say that because, so since I was 13, I've had like undiagnosed like endometriosis. So, you know, because I couldn't check Mark off like every single box that is listed under the description of endo, um, you know, it was just like, no, you don't like that doesn't apply yeah. to you. Um, however, 
like it's a spectrum, you know? And so I clearly had like endo. So I, I battled with that since I was 13 and, you know, going through all these different things with my health, um, being put on birth control at 18, um, within like eight months of that, that that had given me a kidney stone (laughs) and it started to cause like my gallbladder to like fail a little bit is what I'll say. And I ended up in the hospital and this is like when my complete distrust of like (laughs) doctor, like the, the Western medical system, like really, like this is when it hit. I was 19 years old in the hospital because, you know, I had been running like a fever of like 104 degrees for like almost like a week straight. I was having extreme pains in my back and my doctor just like wasn't listening to me. And they, anyways, I ended up hospitalized because of the high fever and my white blood cell count. And they come in and they're like, um, it's your gallbladder. We need to take this out like right now. And I'm just like, but I'm not like, I don't, I'm not sick when I eat fat or greasy foods and it just didn't make Mm -hmm. any sense. And thank God at the time, uh, my husband, who was then my boyfriend, stood up for me like in faith and he was like no absolutely not you're not taking her gallbladder what what a champ what a great guy it's very rare it's rare to have that sort of courage you know what it really is because he he really like was my strength like he was just like a brute ox and he was only like 21 and he's staring at these (laughs) surgeons like deep in their face like no, wow. she has this organ for a reason. There's got to be something else going on a different way. And it ended up, they ended up finally finding out it was a, um, the kidney stone that was causing all my issues. And, um, they said that nothing could be done, um, like by them, you know, I was in the hospital for three days, didn't eat, dropped like 15 pounds, like was so frail. Like I couldn't even brush my hair. My mother had to like, kind of helped bathe me and like brush my hair literally it was at 19 and you're just like where is that wow that is so sad it really was and the (laughs) saddest part is like I don't yeah I don't even have any other word other than that's just so heartbreaking and it didn't even it didn't even end there like I ended up getting, I still wasn't, I knew I'd no longer trust the doctors after that moment. Um, and, you know, like if I was going to do this, like I, ha- I had to put my faith in God and um, I was still all over the place with nutrition though, like still wasn't fully understanding that. I got a root canal at 21 and that really began to like break me down. And within two years of having that, um, in my mouth, you know, cause ba- root canals are basically like taxidermy, right? <laughs> um, th- you have a lit, a li- your teeth are living organs and they're playing taxidermy in your mouth. And then you could, because you have no nerve, you no longer can feel that there is like sepsis growing in your jaw, leaching into your brain. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I mean, I had heard about, um, you know, I've looked a little bit into root canals, but thankfully I've never had one, but I didn't know the specifics of that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, 
there's a documentary um you have to pay to watch it on youtube it's called root cause and um that is something that like really woke me up but that wasn't until like i had had that in my mouth for seven years so i didn't get that taken out till 28 but i just share all this because um and then shortly after that i had working in the gym atmosphere you know under eating overtraining, um you know that type of mindset mentality lots of like forced on stress um you know did all the diets like paleo vegan um tried to do keto and this whole time like my thyroid was shot i had hashimotos for several years without even knowing it i was doing crossfit and being a you know a vegan um and (laughs) it was a culmination of lots of those were like the highlights of my breaking points i can look back and i can see oh i broke down a bit more yeah and yeah with each thing (laughs) and ended up in the gutter like in total despair and just you know had completely just sworn off like western medicine but throughout that process um of being broken down so much you know uh, i started being led to like you know what we eat matters and like the sourcing of what we eat matters and you know went through that whole yo-yo yeah okay so at some point the nta started to attract you um what led you to the NTA? Were there other schools that you had your eye on? Yes, there were several schools that I had looked into um, about when I was about like 27, 28. Um, you know, I had just like overcome like adrenal exhaustion and was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and um, like chronic um, inflammatory like response syndrome, like, you know, all those things. Like I had been mm-hmm. exposed to mold in my previous home. Like, Oh my so, gosh. Dude. Yes. It's like, wow. If it could have happened, like it, it pretty much did. Um, Literally that's you're right. It's like anything that could be lined up against you. Every single thing happened. Yes. And so I say that because, you know, during, I said before, during that breaking down process, I be, and because I had no longer trusted like westernized doctors, I began to just research and I started climbing out of like this pit of despair, like no energy. And I was like, you know what? Um, Like, I would love to be like a holistic like doctor, a naturopath doctor, but like, let me like, what is the first step? Like, let me just see if this is really my passion. And so, um, I started, I think I Googled like holistic nutrition Mm. and, uh, and several different like program programs came up and, um, what it came down to was I just, I began like, Googling, like I came across the NTA. I came across one by um, an association known by like AFPA, I think is what I don't know the abbreviations. And then there's the school that's in New York. Um, But really, I just read people's blogs and personal testimonies of like students that were coming out of those programs and then requested like um, syllabus or like coursework from so I could see like the breakdown of what they're teaching you. And when I saw the breakdown of the NTA, I was just like, this really aligns with like foundational 
and biblical wisdom that I, it really called to me and like just the amount of process that they take us through, like for foundations, um, the detail in our systems and physiology, like that attracted me most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know we've already talked about this, but I was looking at the NTA and I was also looking at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, and that one, that one was more so teaching like fad diets and kind of like a breakdown of those and things like that. Um, while the NTA, a lot of the practitioners that I follow on Instagram actually went through the NTA. So that was one thing that was most appealing, I would say. And then, yeah, just how they really do get to the foundational or the foundations and the steps that you can take to better your health um, in a really simple way. So I totally agree with that. Yes. Um, Yeah. So uh, obviously your faith is incredibly important to you. Um, how has your faith, how would you say that has impacted your health journey? Um, you know, like when I saw that question written out, that's like really, it's kind of tough and, um, also humbling because, you know, I've been walking, you know, with Christ since I was 16 and, um, my understanding of him and who he is and my relation with him has changed and has shaped throughout the years. But there was a time, you know, during my health journey, although I had him, I was in a very dark place of just, you know, total and utter despair thinking, um, you know, I had sinned so much previously, like this has just got to be like total punishment on my life. And he just doesn't have health for me. And what a complete lie and garbage. <laughs> yep. What what Satan feeds you is just crazy. Yes. <laughs> and and most of it was just like me unwilling to forgive myself, like and love myself for my past and let it go. You know, I had truly repented and like turned from, you know, previous sins, but my mind just wouldn't let it go. So my mind was like my largest like battlefield, you know, just like faith and reassurance against like doubt and guilt and shame. And like, you're not worthy enough. Um, Mm -hmm. I even battled that coming into the NTA. Like, yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah. Like it held me off for probably like a year and a half because I'm like, you're not like, you're not really worthy though, Gabby, like to teach people, (laughs) you know, and I, you know, and I'm also still like honestly healing from some things, you know, um, progressing in my health. And so I'm like, was here thinking I had to be like Miss Perfect in order Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be able to teach. And, you know, but, you know, God, like really in the last year, like this time last year, October, like he really transformed and renewed my mindset in, um, and how, who he is, his character, how he operates and like what he has like for my life. And, um, so my faith has definitely grown and become transformational, like within the last year, although I had some faith throughout my whole journey, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. 
Um, so uh, kind of piggybacking off of that, in your own words, explain how our biblical roots correlate to how God intended us to live our lives. Okay. <laughs> I know that's a loaded question. <laughs> it is. Um, again, when I read that, I was like, wow. Okay. Um, so honestly, like, you know, looking at his word, like from the beginning, like if we just like take creation week, for example, you know, he, there's light and that's good. And then he created the earth, which he calls good. And then he created the sun and the stars and that, which he calls good. And then plants and the animals, which he calls good. And then man. And when you, when you look at that, like, okay, the earth, like, and we know all the benefits of grounding Mm -hmm. and how in tune, you know, like your circadian rhythm is like with the earth and the sun and all the benefits that we get from the sun. Like he called, he established it and he created it and called it good. And, and then the animals and the plants like for herbs and healing and, and what animals, um, you know, like that we eat from. And he called all of that good. And I just, you know, his word doesn't lie. It's perpetual. And I'm like, if we just look at it, like for the simplicity that it can be, it reveals so much truth to us, you know, like what is you know, what is our food? Like it reveals, um, you know, you see a lots of like community living, um, yeah. you know, not necessarily in the same house, but like just how much community is there for each other. Um, we see how like, you know, we're supposed to love our neighbor and be there for them. And um, it teaches us how to be a, a good steward, like with our finances, like, <laughs> you know, um, it teaches us how to like love and honor and worship God. Uh, and, you know, how to set ourselves apart, too, and be, like, unstained by the world and how to renew our mindsets. You know, it even he even goes into telling us, like, like when you look up, like, linen and wool, there's, like, different verses where he's talking about linen and, and wool, right, these fabrics. And, like, even when you look at the fabrics themselves, they literally, like, they protect against, like, radiation and, like, EMFs and they help like ground you and there's energy like vibrations that are like given that, you know, help soothe you and calm inflammation. And it's just, yes, <laughs> it's just God's creation. It is. It, le- <laughs> it leaves me speechless. Like, yeah. When I really take it all in, in that way. Um, yeah. Um, Did you have anything else to add to that? Otherwise, I think we'll move on. We have some audience Q&As that we're going to go through next. So I feel like that sums it it up really well. Sums it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, getting right into the good stuff. (laughs) Um, What is the best way to get in liver? Any recipes that you like? Okay, so... Personally, the only way I suggest getting in liver is through a desiccated liver supplement. Um, Through my faith and my understanding, um, I'm a messianic believer. And so I uphold Leviticus 11 dietary um, commands. And part of those dietary commands that are given, really like 
you can see them in Genesis, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, literally throughout the whole, it says that we are not to consume blood. And organs tend to have like high densities of blood. And so I never recommend, personally, I never recommend raw um, for that reason, just like like I said, just a desiccated liver supplement because desiccated, you know, it, that's dry, dried out. It's gone through a little bit of processing. Um, I know that there's a lot of other people that will say otherwise <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> advocate for raw, but you just, for my convictions, you're just not going to hear that from me. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting. I never, I never thought of it that way. Um, I did raw liver for a little while. Um, but then eventually I got, I mean, I guess it was due to laziness. <laughs> um, I decided to just do the desiccated liver capsules. Um, and two brands for those in case anyone's wondering, um, perfect supplements and ancestral supplements. Those are two pretty good brands. Um, perfect supplements, uh, Gabby and I have already talked about this, but they do test for glyphosate, which is incredibly important. So um, keep that in mind as well. And I, I think it's also a little bit cheaper than ancestral. Um, but yeah, I never have thought about the Leviticus, like correlating Leviticus to raw liver. So I'm going to have to spend some time in prayer and see where God leads me in that. Yeah. In that regard. Something to add to that is, um, in his word, like it's in Leviticus chapter 17. Um, he tells us that like life is in the blood. So like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's like, that's a big part of like what comes into that. Um, and also, you know, lots of bloodborne pathogens and, and, yeah. um, and different, um, honestly, different practices that other nations were using, like, with blood and, and he's asked us to be set apart in a different way. Mm -hmm. And he established that for us. Um, yeah. Okay. Good answer. Um, so moving on, do you celebrate the biblical feasts? If so, are there any resources you recommend to someone wanting to start? Short answer. Yes, I do celebrate (laughs) the, the biblical feasts. Um, it's been about five years now, um, that we've been, um, in this process of refinement and learning about the biblical feast and how to honor the father in that way. Um, I love that this question, you know, asked, posed as biblical feast because, you know, God says like they are his feasts. And if we're born again, like we're adopted into his kingdom, like we're grafted in mm-hmm. and these feasts, are, you know, we see in throughout the entire Bible them being represented. And, you know, even the disciples and Jesus himself going and honoring these his father and these mm-hmm. feast ways. Um so as far as um resources for these feasts and and just to I'll name the feasts. So there's Passover, unleavened bread, First fruits, Pentecost or Shavuot, um, Feast of Trumpets or Yom Teruah, um, Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur, and then um, 
Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. So those are the, the biblical feasts. Um, so honestly, like your Bible is going to be like your number one source. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just always going to point to that because his word is like so full, like throughout all of it. And and these be- these feasts also represent um, like prophetic fulfillment of Jesus, um, like when he came, like when he died. And they point to when he's going to return as well. Mm-hmm. So they are something to be tuned in tuned with. Um, so outside, well, with the Bible, I really like the complete Jewish study Bible. Um, I have a mm-hmm. highlight reel on my Instagram account called books. And <laughs> I have, you know, different like biblical books and like herbal books that I keep stored in there for resources. Um, this particular Bible um, was written by a messianic believer and he does a really incredible job of like explaining things out it has so many good resources and cross references and he he even breaks down like some hebrew words and thought Mm. so it's it's very easy to understand um other than that there's a few different ministries i follow on youtube um overall like my favorite one right now is by a ministry by Rabbi Greg Hirschberg. Um, he his ministry's name is um, Getzel. I think okay. I'm saying that right. <laughs> I um, can if you send me a link to like his YouTube channel or something, I can put it in the show notes for people. Okay, I'll do that. Um, he's like on all the biblical feasts that I've named. Um, he has like videos on all of them. And then there's a couple other ministries. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I fully agree with everything that these ministries put out, but there are some good resources, videos that they've produced, um, Unlearn by Lex Meyer on YouTube. And then there's like Parable of the Vineyard, um, 119 Ministries, and a few others. Okay. Um, so... This is a fun one. Do you think God originally intended for us to eat meat? <laughs> um, this is so interesting. I like really want to know who asked this. <laughs> I know. Um, so his original intent, I'm going to say no. His or- original design for us was not to eat meat. And you can go read this for yourself in Genesis chapter 1 verses 29 to 31. You know, he says, I've given you evergreen plant, which you are to eat from and and says that even like the animals eat from that too. However, that's given in Genesis one. And in Genesis three, we see the fall of man. And with the fall of man, we see that we are cursed and cast out of the garden and um, cursed as in you know, we're no longer in his presence all the time fully and we become mortal. So we come from immortal to mortal, which means some serious like biology and physiology changed. We became corruptible. And from that point forward, you see that, um, you know, sacrifice of, you know, animals or flesh is required to cover our flesh and we also see that we are to consume that you know like there's 
you can read like the Levitical priests, they would consume some of the sacrifices, like, um, you know, the Passover lamb that they were eating, you know, um, King David ate me like Yeshua, Jesus, he ate me like, right. you can clearly see that. So his original intent or design, no, we were not intended to after the fall. It is, a, and we know this from like learning from the NTA, like we know the importance of like quality source animal protein. And I'll just, I'll say that, um, you know, in the, with his return and the reestablishment and everything, like, I believe we'll go back to the original design, but we're not in that time yeah. right now. And then also, you know, um, like from your first uh, or your second episode, you know, I will say like, we should be diligent in where we are procuring our meat sourcing from, like there is a responsibility to steward and honor animals with correct biblical husbandry. And if you're not doing that yourself, then you should, you know, really be asking farmers questions and, you know, supporting farmers that practice, um, that have really good solid practices of husbandry. Um, and I promise like they're out there. Um, we source our beef and lamb from farmers that are incredible and, you know, love the Lord and honor, you know, the their cattle in the way that he intended for right. us to. Yeah, that is a great answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what would be your encouragement for someone struggling to nourish themselves given the current state of the world? That's the next question. Yes. <laughs> Another loaded question. We had some good ones. <laughs> We did this one. Like I, you know, I thought long and, and hard on too. Um, all of these were really good questions, but um, you know, I'll say like where your focus goes, your energy flows. And with the amount of like screen, like inundation of screens and like always having access to like a plethora of information constantly, all these, you know, head, these titles and headlines of everything happening. I, I don't believe like we should always be inundated with that information. Um, mm -hmm. You know, his, his word says that uh, perfect love casts out all fear. And the more that you focus on him and his word, um, you know, the easier it is to like, quiet like the noise of the world and I don't mean that in in a way to be um like naive of what's going on but you can't pour from an empty cup and you we have a responsibility to choose how we're going to fill up our cups you know are you if you're gonna you know always if you're always concentrated on the headlines of today and, and what's happening and you're not in, in your word enough or, you know, listening to different sound teachings and, and sermons enough, then you are going to be in a constant state of perpetual fear. And, you know, we just, we know what that triggers within the body, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> chronic depletion 
Yes, and minerals and blood sugar imbalances and a slew of issues. <laughs> yes, a cascade of yes. issues. So my encouragement would be like to be in your word more. Um, we are called to live to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, We have become the temples of the Holy Spirit. And there is a responsibility in nourishing ourselves and nourishing our minds and being able to renew our minds. Um, You know, uh, I would encourage you to like read the entire book of Psalms and the entire book of Proverbs. Like, there is so much like wisdom and truth and um, like overall like nourishing of like the soul and calming of the mind. Um, yes. I would also say like cast your worries and your fears, like place those at like at the foot of the cross, um, you know, and eat <laughs> and drink and, enough water and you know be outside in the sunshine like while we still can and you know ground um feel the earth like become more in tune with like the rhythmic ways that god established from the beginning for our benefit to combat like you know a negative mindset or fear from our current state of the world wow that was a good answer too that's Good job. <laughs> um, so uh, I know this wasn't on our like itinerary, but <laughs> I'm very curious to know your thoughts on um, fasting. Is that like in a literal sense, just food? Are there other things you can fast from? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yes. So my initial response is like, yes, you can, you can fast from social media. You can fast from, um, you know, makeup or I don't know, doing your hair or, you know, just different things, um, as well as food and water. Biblically speaking, you know, within the, within the community that you and I are in, right. With like nourishment and things like that. I know a lot of people speak against fasting and they're like, you should never do it. And, um, but there is a very deepened spiritual aspect of fasting, um, for the Lord, you know, to deny yourself of like (laughs) sustenance, food and water, not that you have to do both at the same time. Um, some people do, some people don't. Um, however, to deny yourself of that and to humbly seek, like that is so much humbleness. Like I, I have like so much respect for people that do do that, which you don't really know if people are doing that because, you know, in order to biblically fast, like you shouldn't be boasting about it. Right. Um, <laughs> quiet. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do that, like for the Lord, like it humbles you, it's bowing to him in reverence and it's strengthening your relationship and your discernment. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there are many, many instances and stories that we have from, you know, the Bible that 
talk about people fasting for an answer, fasting for a specific cause. Um, like with Esther, you know, like she fasted from food and water for three days straight before she approached her own husband, first of all. Let me just say that. Yeah. Uh. And then not only that, but she wore sackcloth, so she denied herself um, like comfortable fabrics. And it also says she put dung in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> and she did that for her nation. Mm-hmm. And and God saw that and he honored it. Like Yes. And that's the big part. Like a lot of people preach like today, like fasting for self. Like mm. Yes, exactly. And you know, we you and I we we discussed this earlier, like I I was one of those people, you know, that was always intermittent yeah, fasting. So was I. <laughs> well, I never, I never did intermittent fasting, like really at all, just because personally I didn't have the self-control. I liked to eat like before bed and stuff. Um, but I had so many friends. I, I still do that um, practice IF and yeah, I keep going with what you were saying. I think we were on the, we're on the same wavelength here. Yes. Um, I just say, you know, I used to do those things and not that I can bring condemnation on anyone that still may. Right. I've just been changed so much like through our understanding through the NTA and also like through the word, like I don't currently like fast. Um, I am because I've, you know, I had a slew of health issues. Um, mm-hmm. I had blood sugar regulation of like a pre-diabetic. Um, yeah. You know, so my, ad- <laughs> <laughs> my adrenals were shot, um, you know, my hormones all over the place. So it's something I'm building myself up to, but I definitely believe there is a place for being led by the, by the Lord to practice safe, like biblical, you know, no selfish motive fasting, yeah. however that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to throw that curveball at you. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this was really fun, Gabby. Um, yes. If it, if it, you are comfortable, you can go ahead and share your, any resources that you have, social media handles, um, I know you're working on like a grocery guide, so you can go ahead and tell us a little bit about that if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is Ruach, and I'm sure you'll post this below, but Ruach underscore wellness. Um, Ruach in Hebrew simply means um, uh, breath of life, spirit, or wind of heaven. And um, that's definitely what I, you know, bring to try to remain and like bring to my particular practice and frame of mind. Um, and then, so I do have a YouTube channel. I, I, I laugh didn't even know that. So. <laughs> like no one knows. Um, <laughs> I only have one video. Um, <laughs> it's a very good informational video. Um, I am hopeful to add more. I just haven't really had a lot of direction like with, what I want to put out there yet, but that is just simply Ruach wellness on YouTube. Um, those are the only social medias that I have. I, I don't do Facebook or anything else. And then, yes, like you said, I am working on a grocery guide. 
um, that will basically based off of shopping at like Sprouts, Thrive Market or like Costco. So I'm just trying to give better swap ideas. I know we're not all baking and cooking from scratch 100% of the time. And so it's something to work towards. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, But we, you know, we, for those moms out there or, you know, people that are short on time um, in those moments, I'm trying to give, you know, good alternatives for literally every food item that you can think of just healthier swaps. So there'll be brand names on there that I'll be referencing um, that will hopefully make it easier for you to, to distinguish like what to look for in certain products and what to avoid. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on. Uh, we'll probably have to have you on again in the future. I'm sure you will, but yes. <laughs> maybe once we graduate. <laughs> yeah. When we're official, officially NTPs. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks again, Gabby. Uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs> Now it's time for A Minute with Mir, the part of the show where I will share a Bible verse that's been on my heart, a product I've been loving, or a quote I wanted to pass on. Honestly, anything that has blessed me in my everyday life. For this week's Minute with Mir, I wanted to share with you a brand that I absolutely love. Uh, They're called Perfect Supplements, and they're having a huge sale right now. They are currently offering 33% off all of their products from now until November 10th. So if you are listening to this next week or next month, this is no longer the case. So I'm very sorry about that. But again, if you're listening to it now or if you listen to it before November 10th, they're having 33% off all of their products. Um, And if you use code SINCERELYMIR, you get another 10% off of that. So that's 43% off total, which is just crazy. Um, They're products that I absolutely love. I usually get their grass-fed bundle, which is their collagen, gelatin, and desiccated beef liver capsules. Um, I plan to try their acerola powder, their whole food vitamin C. Many people that I love and trust within this community have recommended their whole food vitamin C, and I don't doubt that it's absolutely incredible, especially with cold and flu season coming up. We're actually already in the midst of it. This brand tests for glyphosate, which is so crucial Uh, so, so crucial when you're searching for brands and products, um, making sure that glyphosate residue is not an issue. We know how horrible that is for our overall health. Um, So the fact that this brand like triple screens for it is just amazing. You guys definitely won't regret checking out this brand. This is not sponsored, I promise. You don't even have to use my code if you don't want to. It would just be extra money that you save. So this isn't me like trying to pitch, pitch a sale or anything at all like that. Uh, just sharing a brand that I really truly love and if you use my code it supports me and you get a little bit more money off of your total so why not thank you so much for tuning into today's episode if you enjoyed this podcast please consider leaving a five-star rating and review Everything I mentioned today will be linked in the episode description below. If you would like to keep up with my day-to-day life, you can find me at SincerelyMir on Instagram.